Gallery David. <laughs> we are so grateful for this church. We're grateful for the prayer team, and we're grateful for Mike and Barb. A couple of weeks ago, right after fellowship on Wednesday night, got a call from a friend. We have a home near Pagosa Springs, about 25 miles from there. And she said, the people on the mountain right above us was seeing a really bad fire that was headed towards our house and a few others on the ranch. And um, my neighbor said, I know there's a piece of artwork that's very important to you. Can I go into your house and get it? And I thought, well, if I have her go in the house and get it, I'm assuming it's going to burn down. So I said, no, I think we're going to be okay. So I uh, texted Barb and Mike and asked for their help to pray. And I said, we want to see that our house is protected, that the wildlife is protected, and other homes in that area were protected. And my friend that had called me, she was so concerned also that she was trying to find someone with a trailer so she could get her horse out. So that evening, it took me a little while to gain some peace, but I did. And I was seeing protection for everyone around. So the next morning, I got a text from my friend, and she said, I believe it was amazing. Don't know what happened. There isn't even smoke in the area. So... So we were just really grateful. I'm grateful to know we can really trust God. We can trust his promises and how wonderful he loves us so much that he allows us and helps us to see as he sees. Yeah, I just want to amen that, that uh, it's really good to be a part of a church that you can really expect answers. His promises are yes and amen. He's a good God all the time. He is completely love, no yeah, but. And that's, it's great to be here. Awesome. So I said we're getting pretty good at this fire thing. Actually, we are. We're not one house has ever burned down. Like we've got, photo, I guess I should show those photos again. Anytime there's a house fire, guys, call us, cause, or a uh, forest fire. Yeah, <laughs> not a house fire. We, we avoid those. But honestly, the fire just goes around properties that we pray for. Isn't that cool? And the, the fire marshal will go, this doesn't happen. I go, yeah, it does. It does happen, right? Isn't that fun? So let's see. I'm not, Tuan, I'm not going to do that video. I'll save that. But, uh, um, Ashley Rich, pretty wild week in prayer, huh? Like, miracle week. And uh, what's fun is I, I think, like, everything we prayed for, just boom, 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 boom. Jennifer Forrest, too. Some of you guys are on the... If you, if you need anything, guys, just info at freedomministries.org. And, and I'm going to share with you tonight really just what we do. And uh, it's any one of you can do it. We can teach you how to do it today. You don't have to go through months of religious stuff. You don't have to go read prayer books. You don't have to do any of that. Because all of that, in my opinion, comes from a position of lack, meaning... You need to learn how to do this in order to, you already have everything you need. And uh, you guys have all heard, like uh, Vern just said, is every promise is yes and amen. And there's no yeah buts. Even if you're bad, even if you're a yeah but, he doesn't yeah but, right? 
Because I was taught something kind of different. That you got to get all your ducks lined up and you got to do this way and that way and get sin out of your life and all these different things. And I'm like, good luck with that, guys. So, uh, uh, and really the sin is really understanding who I am. If you don't know who you are, that you're, you're perfectly loved, then that's sin in God's eyes. That was the only sin ever. Isn't that interesting? Is don't you know who you are? And so, anyway, I, I was thinking about, as you guys were singing Revelation song, because we, isn't that an emotional song? It's just, you get emotional, at least I do, when I'm thinking about that and how good God is and how mighty and we sing all these things. And, and yet King David like kind of flipped it around where he goes, who are we that you would treat us that way? That you look at us as mighty and, and loved and who are we? And uh, it's really interesting because what we were sharing last week is, you know, all things are possible. With man, with anthropos, it literally says with mankind, this is impossible, but with God, how many things are possible? All things, and it's really interesting when you look at it because it's like paradiseos, which is when you when you have union with God, literally all things and then possible. Such a bad English translation, isn't it? It's I was sharing last week. It's like, oh, that's possible. Possible means it might not happen, or it might happen, it might not to me, doesn't it? But when you look at it, like that Hebrew word gabor in the Septuagint, it's, it it takes the word gabor. It literally says paradiseos pas. Uh, Gibor. It's interesting. It says, when you, have, when you know you're in union with him, this mighty God that we're talking about in Revelation song there, when you know you're face to face and one with him in seamless union, where your next breath is how close he is to you, that possible really means you're mighty in everything. Isn't that wild? That's really what he's talking about. And I was, I was thinking about it. And so, it says, with anthropos, if, you're, if you just know you're a human, you're going to miss it. But when you know you're in perfect union, paradiseos, the mighty conqueror, the one that holds all things together is that theos. When you know you're in perfect union with him, you're mighty. Is really what that whole verse says. And then Peter, when Jesus was talking to Peter, when he says, I, I just looked it up today because I go, man, I bet it's the same word. I bet it's anthropos. When he says, Peter, who do, who do men say that the son of man is? And if you go look, I looked up that word man today in the Greek. And it's anthropos. So what, he, what he's asking him is he says, Peter, who do people say that sons of man are? Mankind. If you go look at it, anthropos is just, I'm a mere human being. I was born of a woman, so I was born of flesh. And so Jesus asked Peter, who do people say that your kids are? Who do you say your kids are? Who do you say your neighbor is? And he says, oh, so you, you guys know the narrative. He says, some Elisha, some, some John the Baptist, some whatever. And then he goes, uh, but who do you say I am? And the question was, who is the son of Anthropos? So are all of you born of flesh? Were all of you born of a woman? And the question is this, who are you? And then Peter's answer was, the son of Anthropos. So if you're born of a woman, which I think everybody is here, if you're born of the woman, is the son of God. And Jesus goes, upon that revelation, I'm going to build my church. Now, we've tried to build stuff on everything other than that. Haven't we? We've tried to build it on gifts and tongues and faith and all that. No, you need to know who you are. That's really what he was saying. And then he says, and the gates of what shall not prevail? It says Hades, right? Hades, Hades, which is I can't see. The gates of not being able to see who you are anymore, where Paul had that great revelation where his sight came to him. I see who I am. And then he had an even greater revelation. I see who the Gentiles are. So in that time, there was Jew and Gentile, and he says, I see they were included. Amen? 
That's how you build the church. Like he goes, that's how I'm going to build my ecclesia, my body. So we're his body. And who are you? Who is the son of man? If you're born of a woman, who's your true identity? I'm born of God. That song could be written about you. That's what's so crazy when you really start to understand it. That sounds like heresy to people. That's, that was David's revelation. Like, who am I that you would consider me to be worthy and one with you? Isn't that powerful? That's how we're supposed to build the church. Anyway, um, I just want to share some of these things with you because it's, uh, gosh, like virtually what we're going to share with you, it sounds almost like a pipe dream to most people. But uh, we see the narrative all through Scripture. Like when we see, if we go all the way back to the garden narrative where, you know, it, how we read it in English, it's he's being pushed out. But it literally says, I've preserved a way back into the garden, the, the, the place of delight, the place of pampering your bride, etc. And it's between the cherubim and the sword that turns within itself, right? So the cherubim, we, we know is our cerebrum, our imagination, our mind, what we do with our mind. And then when we see when the instructions are given to Moses to, to build the temple, he says, I will meet you face to face between the cherubim. Isn't that interesting? And then when they, even when they build the, the temple in the wilderness, the tabernacle in the wilderness, they had cherubs inside. And we think, oh, they're angels, whatever. But literally, if you go look at it, it was creatures of your imagination. Creations of your imagination is what was on the inside of the temple veil. Isn't that wild? And it all points to this thing where the high priest would go in face to face once a year. And uh, the, the Hebrews believed that when the, Hebrew, when the high priest went in, he could, he could go in face to face and not only represent himself, but he could represent other people before the father. Well, they didn't call him father because I got Jesus killed. Because if he's a father, that means you're a son. And that was blasphemy to them. And still is for most Christians. It's sad to me. Because that's what, that's what Peter says. That's how I'm going to build my church on that revelation. That you're a son. That your true origin is not of a woman. It's of me. I, I live in tabernacles not made with human hands. Meaning he doesn't live here. Where does he live? In you. Right? And he's close to your next breath. That's the secret that was hidden for ages but is now revealed. Anyway. So that's the revelation. So he says, you know what? I'm going to meet you between the cherubim. And then Jesus and Paul and all the New Testament writers say, here's the, the crazy thing. All of those things are types and shadows of good things to come. Who's the tabernacle? You are. He goes, I dwell in you. All those stories were about you. Isn't that amazing? So who meets face to face? You do, within you. That's what he says. In that day when I send my spirit of sonship, when you realize you're a son, when I send the Holy Spirit surnamed, you're going to realize I'm in you, you're in me. And you're not going to be fearful of this God anymore. What are you going to say to this God? Oh my gosh, I'm a son. He's my Abba. He's my dad. So that's what I'm trying to get across to you. Everything happens within. The secret of the kingdom of God, as he says, is I've given you the basilia, the royal rule and reign. We looked it up in the Young's Literal Translation last week. And it says, if we read it in King James or a lot of the modern translations, it says, I've given you the kingdom. But if you take it in the literal, in the trans. In, in Young's Literal, it says, I've given you the reins. So, what are we doing with it? Seems like we're messing up a little bit right now, doesn't it? And everybody's, so here's what, here's what I want to get across to you. Like, this is so simple. Because I think once the prayer team is just doing a fantastic job, guys, I, I, I just got to say hats off and thank you because you guys get this. And uh, all you would do is you imagine as if it done, it was like boom, boom, boom. Like instantaneously, wasn't it? Rich, huh? It's just, so info at freedomministries.org. If you want to be a part of that um, as well, if you want it, some of you guys might want to just get on and just listen for a little bit and see how easy prayer is. It's the simplest thing in the world. So let's, let's dig into this. And uh, 
Um, this doesn't sound right to most people. You mean the secret to everything's my divine imagination? I'm going to show you in Hebrew that's exactly what it says. And it's, no, diff- it's more, no more difficult than daydreaming is an act of God. When you daydream and you dream about stuff, it's an act of God. And it'll come to pass. Isn't that wild? So be careful what you daydream about. <clears throat> and so uh, I, w- I just wrote some notes here. It says, um, yeah, just from, from last week, you know, most people would, would agree if you talked about God like this. If you say, uh, all things are possible to God. Would you agree with that? Most of, it, most of us, right? And so, yeah, all things are possible to God. Nobody really, really uh, pushes back on that one too hard. Um, and then in the book of John, John 1, 3 says, uh, um, he was before all things and all things were made by him. So we, do we think that everything that was made was made by him? I think most people would go, yeah, okay, God made everything, right? He was the beginning, he's the Alpha and the Omega. Um, you know, Colossians 1 talks about... Uh, he created all things, and all things that were created were created by him, and he sustains all things. So most of us, I think, would go, yeah, God created all things, and he sustains all things. And most people would say he's sovereign, wouldn't you? I mean, these are just things I don't think most Christians argue with. Yet here's where we miss it, in, in my opinion. Um, if you're brutally honest, and for, even for me, until a couple years ago, I didn't understand this. So if I was going to seek God or if I was going to pray to God, if I was going to pray to the, the creator of the universe, the one who created everything, did everything, sustains everything, has all power, might, what we were talking about in Revelation song, I would look outside of myself. I would look to a God outside of myself. Is that true if we're really honest, most of us? Even today, I have to catch myself sometimes like, oh, I'm going to pray. And I'm mentally thinking about a God outside of me. Yet the secret of the reign of God, the secret of the kingdom of God, this mystery that's been hidden for ages is, where is he? <laughs> so if I'm going to pray, if I'm going to seek God, where do I go? I got to go within. That's what all those types and shadows talk about. I'm going to meet you between the cherubim. I'm going to meet you within that sword that turns within itself. It's the same turning that the prodigal talks about. He turned back and entered into the father's house. Well, the father's house, the father's tabernacle is where? In you. That's what's, that's what's so amazing. So uh, I just wrote, when you pray, when you seek God, when you look to God, we tend to think of God outside of ourselves. Yet the mystery, the kingdom, the reign is within. And it's really simple. It's really simple. So you want to get into this a little bit? So how many guys can use your imagination to think about good things? That's divinity. I'll show you from Hebrew. It's really beautiful. So let's just get this first slide here. So this is, a, this is busy, so just stay with me. So that top line... Anybody, it's Hebrew, obviously. Anybody know what verse that is? Genesis 1.1. So, in Hebrew, Bereshit bara Elohim et ha'savayim vayet ha'ares. So, it, what's really interesting is in the beginning, <clears throat> if you, I don't have time to get into it, but if you click on it, it'll say from the root of Rosh. You know what Rosh is? Your head. Uh-oh. Different than what we thought already, isn't it? <laughs> Created. Now that I want to get into that. But Elohim, that's a plural noun if you go look at it. Eloah is God. If you add a Yod and a Mem, those last two letters, that little tiny squiggle and the Mem, Yod and Mem is plural. It's plural for Eloah. It's plural for God. So literally what it says is the mind, bara, Elohim's. 
And then the next thing is untranslatable. If you say it, the Hebrew is still, it's untranslatable. King James just ignores it. All the New Testament, all the NIVs, everything, just ignore it. Like, we don't know what that is, so we're just going to ignore it. It's true. You can't find it in any of the scriptures. Isn't that interesting? But it's there. So Jesus tells us in Revelation, what is that? It's me. So there's six words. In the very center, Jesus says, I am the Aleftoph. Now he speaks Greek. This is written in Hebrew, the beginning and the end, the first and the last letters of the alphabet. I'm the beginning and I'm the end. And Revelation tells us, I am Aleftoph. I am that. Isn't that interesting? So he's in the very center. Now the next part is really wild too. It says, heavens, ha 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 I am. Now, when we read Revelation, like I was just looking at Revelation 5 when these guys were singing it, and it says, there's a new heaven and a new earth. Where's the new heaven and the new earth? It's within you. It's not outside. All creation speaks of him, so all creation speaks of us. Exactly right, whoever said that. So heavens, ha ha I am. And it says, all the new heavens and the new earth And if we look at Paul's writings, he says, if any man be in Christ, how many things are new? All things are new. So where's the new heaven and the new earth? It's within you. Now, it shows you that, actually. So the heavens and the earth. So if you look at that next word, it says and. We just translated it as and, but there's a little letter in front of it. It's called a vav, which is a nail. And so vav, if you we talked about this last week, vav in Hebrew means it connects the two things that are part of it. So to the Hebrew, if you ask him, where is heaven and earth, they'll tell you the temple system, even today. They'll go, it's where, he- where God meets man. God meets man in the temple to them. So they'll go, heaven and earth. That's where, oh, that's where, they, they don't have this idea that we do. It's like, we have this literal creation narrative of Genesis 1 going, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. That's not what they mean. Isn't that interesting? Maybe we should understand what, how they read this, translate this. So how do you guys know that Genesis 1 was not originally written in English? <laughs> so literally it says the heavens were attached in Christ the earth the heavens and the earth were always attached in Christ from the foundation of the world Isn't that wild but now let's get into the good stuff so anyway so if you take bara that second word bara if you go look at it it literally means choose now from the foundation of the world you could choose how you wanted your life to be didn't they say that I've set before you life and death so do what choose life and literally that bara is choose. Now it's three Hebrew letters, bet, resh, <clears throat> aleph. So I don't know if you can see this or not, but I tried to do it. So the original word is bara. It's a verb. Oh, is this, this is either strong as 33, 36 or 33, 35. I don't remember. The, the noun and the verb are really close. So the noun, the noun is, is to create. <clears throat> and the verb, it's the same actually letters. It's the same bet, resh, aleph. It's just whether you used it as a noun or a verb. If you guys probably remember this from high school English. A verb is an action. You do something, right? A noun is a person, place, thing, right? Remember all that? <laughs> so, anyway. So the verb, in the beginning, created. Now, this is really pretty wild. So if you take... I'm going to start from right to left here on this blue part now. So bar, the first two letters of bara, bet resh, the strong man of the house is a... What's Bar. Son. And so literally that's what that is. The strength of the, it's like the, uh, uh, the strong man of the house is a son. It's bar. Bet resh is son. Now if we take a look at that, and then the last word is aleph. It's like strong as an ox. It's the leader. It's the ox. It's the, that's where we get that as strong as an ox. So <clears throat> the strength of a son, the son's strength, this is your ability, guys. You are as strong as an ox 
to shape the, what this word means, choose. What you choose shapes, creates, fashions, and forms your life. That's literally what it means in, in Hebrew. So it says, all of us, the sun's strength that's strong as an ox is the ability to shape, fashion, form, conditions, and circumstances as a son. From the beginning, that's who you were. Isn't that wild? Now, if you take the last two letters of Ra, Ra means to see. Resh and Aleph. Resh is a man's head. Aleph is the strength of an ox. <clears throat> so Ra means to see. The first letter is Bet or the tabernacle of the house. Who's the tabernacle of the house? You and I, right? So literally, here's Hades. Here's hell. Like King James translates hell, Hades. Not being able to see, which is the only sin ever. Is you don't, it just means you missed the mark. You didn't know who you were. You didn't see who you were. You could never tell who you were. You thought you were, you were a, a grasshopper, is what all the Old Testament scriptures say. That's why John the Baptist is eating grasshoppers and, and some nice things. So he's going to Perry's for some stuff, but then he goes out in the parking lot and eats grasshoppers, you know, whatever. So that's the mixture of Old and New Covenant, right? What are we supposed to be eating and drinking? Milk and honey, not grasshoppers and honey. That's why Jesus says, as great as John the Baptist was, even the lowliest in the kingdom is greater than him because you're fully in. Anyway, so here's literally what he says. What you see within the tabernacle. So what you see, it's not with our physical human eyes, it's what we see within, the revelation within, right? Literally what we see within shapes, fashions, forms, conditions, and circumstances, and we get to choose. In the beginning, that's who you were. Genesis 1. You don't even need the rest of the Bible if you understand that. Right? Praise God. Is that cool? Now, we wanna, do you want to get into the imagination? Because it sounds crazy. Like, like imagine, all I need is my imagination? Yeah, what do, you, what do you do between the cerebrums, the two cherubims? Whether you, there's only two ways. That's why I love all the neuroscience and everything to it. There's only two ways that you really pray and change. It's the pictures you see within and the words you tell yourself. But if you tell yourself words your brain automatically sees those words in pictures. It's really, I'm gonna meet you between the cherubim and what you do there, the Father sees what you do and I will bring it to pass. that interesting? So let me just read some things because I think um, my favorite all-time quote about your imagination, you guys have heard me talk about this, and then I'm gonna share just a review because when I read this stuff, my heart just leaps. And sometimes you know, it's like, oh God, that's true. That's so true. And so this is my favorite of all times. It says, Most people are totally unaware of the creative power of imagination within them and they bow before the dictates of facts and accept life on what they perceive with their senses. When you discover the creative power within yourself, Christ in you, the hope of glory, isn't that the creative power? We just talked about that Christ. We believe he created all things. We believe he sustains all things. We believe he's omnipotent, omniscient. We believe all those things about him, all the omnis, but we don't believe we're one with him and he's within. We don't believe that, I really think. And so we're working on it. So when you discover the creative power within yourself, you will boldly assert the supremacy of imagination and put everything in subjection to it. That's what I want you to get. Now, just a little review um, from Carolyn Leaf. So I was looking at this today. I go, God, this is exactly what we're talking about. So it says, uh, what you think with your, this is from her book. Um, is it, was it called Turn On Your Brain or Switch On Your Brain? Yeah. So she says, uh, what you think within your mind, she's a Christian neuroscientist, if you guys don't know. So a lot of you guys get nervous about Joe Dispenza, even though he's healing stage four cancer in four days. But you're like the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you get pissed that he did it on a Sunday, right? 
Instead of being happy for the... <laughs> oh, he's new age. Yeah, but he would have died in your church. So let's, let's celebrate Joe Dispenza, right? So she, she throws some Bible verses in there so you can trust her. <laughs> I just like to tweak the religious guys. So what, what you think within your mind changes your brain and body. You are designed with power to switch this on. Your mind is the switch. Science is finally catching up with the Bible, showing us proof that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1.7. Breakthrough neuroscience research is confirming daily we instinctively knew all along what you're thinking every moment of every day becomes physical reality. What you do, the thoughts are pictures. We think in pictures. What you do all day becomes real in your life. So in the beginning, bara, choose. Isn't that interesting? The second word in scripture, choose. What you do within forms, fashions, and shapes reality is what the scriptures say. The neuroscientists are going, yep. If you've watched any of the Dispenza stuff, whatever, I love it. I'm fascinated by it because they show these guys with all the EKGs and the EEGs and all of a sudden they're going, they're watching some of these brain waves. When their heart and their head get together, all of a sudden they go, oh, it's going to happen like right now. And boom, they get healed. Isn't that wild? No shabba-dabba-dabba, nothing. Um, praise God. I'd always get, I'd always want to drink a water. So I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. <clears throat> and she writes, um, for now, rest in the assurance. Assurance means you're sure of something, right? Rest knowing that you're sure of this is what she's saying. Sometimes we, I think we miss words and I'm a stickler for words a lot of times, aren't I? I'm like, just say what you mean. I know it's tough. Like, For now, rest in the assurance. You can be sure of this. I'm just going to use words that I think. You can be sure of this, that what God has empowered you to do with your mind between the cherubim is more powerful and effective than any medication, any threat, any sickness, any neurological challenge. The scripture is clear on this. You do not have a spirit of fear, power, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I love this part. We are not bound by the physical. We control the physical. Amen? The fire's coming. There's fires real close. There's smoke everywhere. We see it completely okay. I don't know what happened. There's not even smoke. Amen? Fire things are easy for us now. Because we have confidence in it. Because we do it over and over and over. Interesting? That's why we share testimonies. Because you get confidence in this stuff. So one other thing in this. So here's what I want to share. And then we'll... uh, So quantum theory... Quantum physics aligning with scripture. This is the part in her book that says this. Quantum physics just means how the smallest things in life work. The smallest energy packets of life, right? Sounds scary, but it's really not. Quantum theory converts science's conception of humans from being mere cogs in a gigantic mechanical machine. With men, if you're just a mere cog, if you're just a human, a mere human, then it's impossible. But paradiseos... When you realize you're in union with the divine creator, sustainer of all things is really what that says. When you realize you're para theos, when you're face to face, like a lot of times we, we, uh, you hear the paraclete when we're talking about the Holy Spirit, right? Para means he's so near to you. He's one with you. He's side by side with you. He goes, you are para theos. You're one with him. It's that same preposition, that para. So <clears throat> you're not mere cogs. I will, I'll say you're not mere anthropos. You're divine. You, you're the tabernacle made with divine hands. He dwells in you. Every, 
every ounce of creative ability that God had, that created the cosmos that we saw last week, is in you. And when you simply imagine it, that power goes to work, bringing it to pass on your behalf. Isn't that wild? So here's what she says. You're not mere anthropos. She uses different words. You're not mere cogs in a gigantic mechanical machine being free-thinking agents whose conscious choices affect the world. You're free-thinking agents. You get to choose, bara, whose conscious choices affect the physical world. This is called the observer effect. Somebody asked me the other day, said, what's the easiest way to describe quantum physics in your words? I go, what you think about becomes real to you. That simple. Isn't that easy? So, therefore, <laughs> think about what things? Only what you want, right? Only what you want. So the observer determines the direction of which all possibilities collapse. And the quantum universe, as we, the observers, we affect phenomena. We expect space. We, expect, we, we affect time. We turn possibilities in reality, into realities. Mind changes matter. Now, that's wild, isn't it? That's neuroscience. They can hook you up with an EEG and EKG and go, oh, I can see they're thinking about this. Oh, boom. Does this give me confidence? My heart leaps when I read this stuff. It just, I'm like, yes, this is, Barb, we were talking about that. I was like, finally, we're learning what the kingdom is and who God is. And we've heard all these things and go down all these rabbit holes from all these religious guys. And I'm like, I'm just done with all of it. I'm done with all of it because it's so simple. If my five-year-old kid that I, that my friend's five-year-old can't do it, it is not the kingdom. I'm so convinced of that. Amen. So your theology better work. And it better work for a single mom totally stressed about, I don't know how I'm going to pay my next light bill. It better work for her. Amen? She doesn't have time to come to, to go to, uh, oh, like when pe- new people come to church, what do they call that? Discipleship course. Shit. She wants to shove that discipleship course somewhere. <laughs> right? Or I want to shove it somewhere. I'm like, stop with your discipleship course. He's given us the kingdom. Amen? That's what the prayer group's all about, in my opinion. So, anyway, is it, really, is it really just our imagination? Let's go look at this next thing. Oh, this is fun to me. So, the Hebrew word for imagination is this word, yatsar. Uh, Strong's 3335, yatsar. It means to form, fashion, devise in the mind. And it literally says, if you go look it up, divine activity as a potter. Now, if you imagine a potter with clay, what does a potter do? He shapes Masson's earthen vessels, if you go read it in Strong's, right? So, do um, you remember like in kindergarten, whenever you make those pinch pots and stuff? Remember that? Nobody had, you guys had lame schools. We actually had fun. We, we made throwing clay around stuff flying. It was just fun, like, right? I went to, my mom taught school at the school I was in, so I got to meet my mom a lot at the principal's office. <laughs> Oh, praise God. So anyway, oh, it's just fun. Oh, man. That's when we could ride bikes without a crash helmet. Yeah, you still can, right? Exactly right. So here's what I want to share with you. This is pretty wild. So if we, if we create this, if we form and fashion this pot with our hands, you know, like a potter's wheel, and we don't like it, what, what do we do? Start over. Just create what you want. That's literally what the Hebrew word imagination is. Isn't that interesting? Now, this is what was came to, because I've taught this before, the three Hebrew words, but I didn't see this before. So it's Yah, it's, uh, the first letter there is Yah, that little hand, and then it's Zad, Resh. Now, 
That little upside down Y looking thing, um, the, the pictogram for it in Hebrew is a fish hook. It hooks you to whatever, is, whatever you do. So it says, it hooks you to whatever you do to the mind. It's almost like Bob, where it attaches you to whatever you think about. But that yod, that sod resh, is the Hebrew word trouble. Literally, if you go look it up. Trouble. So it's, it's strong 68, 62, and they, they define it as a narrow place. So we would say it like this in our, our uh, how we talk. Um, he's in a tight spot. Like we talk like that, right? What, if, I said, if I said to you, hey, he's in a tough spot. He's in a tough place. We, know, we all know what that means, don't we? And so how they translate it, you're in a narrow place. You're in a tough spot. Doesn't matter really what it is, whether it's financial, marital, uh, whatever. Narrow place, trouble, anguish, affliction. That's sar. That's sar. That interesting? But if you add yod to it, the hand of God, the strength, the work, the deed, check this out. So your imagination is your way out of all trouble. Is that simple? Is that simple? The Hebrew word for imagination is a potter. And it says, the strength, the hand of God to overcome all trouble is your imagination. It's the divine activity as a potter. So we think a lot of these mystics are going, yeah, your imagination creates reality. Like, no, scripture actually says it. Isn't that wild? That's literally what it says, if you go look it up. The, the sar, the yatsar. And uh, if you change one letter, that yod, that front, that, that little jot there, if you change that to an aleph, which is the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, then it's atsar, and it literally is treasure. And it says, what you treasure, you know that scripture, it says where your heart is, there your treasure will be also, right? It says, what you treasure overcomes all trouble for you. I was just going bonkers today as I'm going through this. Sorry if it's not exciting to you. It got me so excited. I'm going, are you kidding me? I just have to picture what I want, and that's the strength of God to overcome any narrow, tight space trouble I have. And when I picture something in my imagination, it is literally the divine activity is a potter pots earth and clay. Doesn't that sound like Carolyn Leaf? Your mind takes control of everything physical. Amen? Therefore, don't think of anything you don't want come to pass. Follow me? Does that help you? Now, how hard is this? Can a five-year-old do that? Ashley Rich, is this what we do in our prayer calls? Oh, yeah. Wait, is Sarah here? Can I share your, can I share your green, Jolly Green Ranchers or whatever? What are they called, Jolly Ranchers? So she's teaching her kids this. John's 10, right? I love this. This is the coolest thing. So she tells us, she, she's teaching her son John. What did you say? Hey, you can, you can have your favorite candy or something, right? Sort of? I want to get it right. I don't want to butcher it. But it worked. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> okay. She... she That's atzar. Your treasure's within, right? So I think I got it now. So see if this is right. So you were trying to teach John, hey, you don't have to get everything, right? Is that right? So she goes, you can start, you can start tasting and enjoying your favorite candy right now. So you had, so you had John imagine 
She'd be like, what's your favorite candy? And he said, apple, Jolly, Rock, Jolly Ranchers, right? And so she, he had John go through this meditation process of seeing, seeing himself enjoying Jolly Ranchers, etc. And then was it Marley? You came home a couple hours later? Guess what she had? Green Jolly Ranchers. It blew your mind, didn't it? <laughs> I think that's the coolest thing. That's what I said last week. And that's why you sh- I think you told me the testimony. I go, guys, if you don't believe this works, just do it for something stupid. Not that that's stupid to a 10-year-old. That's priceless, right? But that's, what, that's why we started doing the uh, mindset of wealth and stuff with our kids. Because like, if there's anything we could teach you, it's this is the kingdom of God is within, because this is how simple it really is. Amen? It really is this simple. And uh, man, once you start to get this, you just, you see the picture in your mind, you accept it as real, and just watch. You don't have to do anything else, do you? That's what we do in our prayer deals. So we take notes, we're like, yeah, what did we see? Yeah, we saw this, we saw that. Hey, we're going to choose to see this. And we send it to them, we email them. Um, In fact, Karen, who's on the the worship team, this is a kind of cool one, or the prayer team, she sent me, this was... uh, July 22, so three days ago or whatever that is, four days ago. She's in, in Arizona and she said, hey, I really need prayer. My friend, there's like, um, she's going through a situation. She needed a restraining order where like she was in danger and different things. And, and the, the police just aren't protecting her and saying, that, oh, we can't do anything, whatever. And, uh, and so Karen was trying to share with her and she said, well, she's not a believer. So she doesn't think she deserves this because she hasn't lived a good life and hasn't walked with God and all the nonsense you hear, right? And so, so prayer team, we just said, you know what? Literally, what did we say? So we said this. This is how simple it is. Um, we just got quiet. We're like, okay, what do, what do we want to see? And then something will usually come to your mind. It's really an interesting thing, and you just dare to go with it. It's, if it's good, don't... These prophets... I see him prophesying. Like, do you not know what you're doing? You're a self-fulfilling prophecy. I see God's doing this. I'm like, he's within you. You're doing it, you knucklehead. Good Lord. So we just wrote, quote, Karen. Here's, so I said, your friend's gonna call. I said, I just saw her call you. In my imagination, I'm doing this. I just saw her call you and share, Karen, I don't know what you did, but it's miraculous. I'm in total peace, and I'm completely left alone right now. So that was July 23, July 24. Mike, yippee, all exclamation points. Miracles are spectacular. The police literally reassigned her case. The world is now safe for my friend and both her kids. I can't tell you how much I've learned by by renewing my mind and seeing this through for someone who wasn't even aware she was loved or known by God. Everything took a 180 in one day. Life is so amazing knowing we are loved. Is that, can we all do this? Isn't that cool? She's like, it's impossible. The police aren't doing anything. All things are possible to him. Amen? And if all things are possible to him, and he's going to meet me face to face between my cerebrum, my cherubim, what do I do with my cherubim? See what I want. And this is the confidence that we have in. The Father sees what we ask of him, and then we know he hears us. Did you hear yourself say that? then he heard yourself say that. And if we know he hears us, you have the petitions that have asked of him. Go to sleep. No prayer, no, no, no team. Like our prayer, we have a prayer team because it's people who know how to do this. But we don't, we're not on there very long, are we? We're not, actually, we're on for an hour just because we're screwing around usually. 
but uh, having fun with each other. But it's not like, we're not praying for one thing for an hour. Have we ever done that? A couple minutes. Like, oh yeah, okay, let's see this. Yeah, okay. And then we'll, we'll just see things. Um, Ashley's got some beautiful spiritual sight. Les, I know you got some beautiful spiritual sight. I'd love to be on that, bud. So this is, uh, and it always just confirms what we want. Amen? Is that cool? I think this is cool. So are you guys in any trouble? You got any tight spots? You don't have to tell me. Um, I'm usually in trouble. So, so Peggy, that's Peggy. Did we keep David out too late last night? Brent and Leslie? <laughs> they, were, they would have kept going. I had to stop. I was like, hey, guys, uh, out of respect, let, let's, maybe let's convene this meeting or end this meeting and get again another day. So we actually went to a furries, Peggy. We just didn't tell you. <laughs> It was picture night at the furries. We had to pull David away. <laughs> I was just messing. <laughs> anyway, hey, if you're in any, here's how simple this thing is. Amen, amen, amen. So here's, here's what I want. If you go look at all the scriptures, if you look at Jacob and Esau, if you look at the two nations, the two, the two trees, the two covenants, the, the, the old song and the new song, right? The old song was sung of sorrows, but we sing a new song today, Revelation. Because we've been unveiled and we've seen who Jesus is. That Jesus is within us. That's the, whole, that's the whole book of Revelation. The unveiling of Jesus Christ. Because if you still have a veil and can't see who you are, you're in Hades. You're in I can't see, which was translated hell in King James. But it literally means, I can't see who I am. Amen? But once you see who you are, all things are possible to you. And it's simple as seeing it. So the natural man, you're not limited by reason, by anything... If all things are possible, we're not limited by God. This is a tough spot, are we? Man, this is going to be impossible. It's some of the prayer requests. I can just see they're totally dejected. Oh, man. Pray. Like, no, when we pray, we're like, this is how it's going to be. And it's not out of any fake. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't work up our faith or anything, did we? We literally just see it. We see it and trust that that's real because the Father. See, here's what I want you to get. When you do this. When you see something within the cherubim, it's the Hebrew word for imagination. What is it? You all know what imagination is. What's imagination? I start to daydream. I start to picture things, right? Isn't that imagination? So when I do that, the Father sees what I do between the cherubim, and he brings it to pass. So here's what I want you to get. You're not limited by reason, by, by the natural man is in prison by reason and the facts and everything else. The spiritual man creates the facts. It literally rearranges the physical is what all the neuroscience and everything says. Scripture says it. So when you imagine, when you daydream with the life you do want, it is divinity in action bringing it to pass on your, on your behalf. Amen? So here's what I want you to get. In all the prayer verses, he doesn't ask us to figure out how, does he? If you go look at it, he says, believe you have it and you will. Most people start going into the, oh, this is what I need to do. Right? I need to have this business idea, or I need to do this many clients, or I need all this. Thing. He's like, no, 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 you're, 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 going back, you're going backwards. The divinity in man is just believe you have it. See yourself as if you have it, accept it as true, and just like the seed, what should we liken the, the royal reign and rule we talked about last week? What should we liken the kingdom of? The kingdom is like a seed planted in the earth. The earth is within you, right? Now, that's why every time I think about this, it just amazes me because your potatoes are getting really big. Baron her got these all these potato plants going. And uh, it's amazing to me. You cut this ugly little potato plant, and if we dug it up right now, that thing completely rotted. It completely disintegrated into nothingness. But what sprung out of it? 
what we really wanted. Did we want the potato plant or did we want the fruit? I don't know how the potato plant does it to this day. Do you? I mean, how do, how do we do it? How do, how do we take this rotten, moldy little slice of potato, you throw it in dirt, then you can't find it again, you got this beautiful thing, this new life and all these potatoes. You got, a, you got a multiplication of potatoes. He goes, what should we liken the royal rule and reign? Here's how powerful your royal rule and reign is, guys. What you imagine, your thoughts, your, are your seeds, and the, the female part of you, the submissive part of you, brings it to pass with no questions asked. Amen? And that's why I was so powerful with Doug Bishop. He goes, you know what? That's amazing to me because when we would plant wheat in Nebraska, he goes, we literally did nothing to it. They didn't irrigate it or anything until we had a full harvest of what we wanted. Amen? That's the kingdom. Isn't that wild? So can you imagine good things? Now here's all you do. Can you imagine it? Did you see it? Some people have a hard time picturing it, so say it. Say it within yourself. I have this. And I know the Father has told me, if he hears me, then I have it. So... Instead of this impossibility where I'm going to have fires or I'm going to have all this stuff. No, you know what? I love it because you include all your neighbors, everything with you. I want the whole neighborhood to be okay. I missed that part. All my neighbor's houses burned down. I must have been a selfish turd yet. So, <laughs> which is why I wanted my house to burn down. I'm like, oh God, I'm going to have to sell my house and all my neighbor's house burned down. So, but ours didn't. They were smart enough to go, you know what? We want the whole neighborhood to look like this. In the morning, there wasn't even smoke. Amen. No long prayer chain. We said it, went to sleep. Sends me in the morning. Oh my God. Neighbor called, no, not even smoke. Isn't that cool? So I don't care what you're going through, guys. If you picture it, it is literally divinity in action. Now throw it, trust it, throw it over to a love and a divinity far greater than yourself. That's the kingdom of God. What should we liken it to? It's like a seed. You can't tell me how the seed produces the crop, but that's how the kingdom works. Just trust. Do it for something simple. Do it for... See, he outperformed. She was trying to teach me, you don't need everything you want. His treasure, his atzar, what he, what he pictured within is his treasure. It came to him, even though she was trying to teach him something else. He pictured the Jolly Green Ranchers or whatever they're called. The green... <laughs> what's it called? Green Jolly Ranchers. Uh, I'm getting confused with my helicopters in there. Jolly Green... No, was it? Green Giant. I don't remember. No, that's a, that's a different thing. That's from Minnesota. Green Giant. I grew up with that, those commercials, the Green Giant. But it's the same. Does this make sense to you? Can you try it this week? Just try it. Just pick something. Honestly, go, you know what? I'm going to picture X. You don't have to worry about how it comes. That's divinity. Cast it back over to me. Trust me, and I'll bring it to pass. Guys, we're doing it with all kinds of things, businesses and health. and just, If you don't, just try it. Just try it for something little, like I said, if you, this week. It could be, I don't care what it is. Um, we're going up to Aspen. It looked like it was going to rain. You know what? I just said, you know what? I don't want it to rain. Now, I'm not rebuking the rain. Like all the stuff I, you know, spitting and snotting and, you know, like shambaying and all that. I don't do any of that anymore. Because I don't, I, you do it if you want. This is all I did. I just got a, I just got a intuition. I was like, Lord, I don't want it to rain all day. So I just, I caught a picture of like, oh, the whole storm system is going to go south of Aspen. This was yesterday. I looked today, like, oh, I told her, it's gone. Praise God. Now I didn't rebuke. I didn't do anything. I, just, I forgot about it until I woke up and checked the weather. Amen? You have that. Does that help you? All right, you can get to your feet. Hopefully this makes sense, man. Because it's, it's so exciting to me.
Oh, all you have to do is imagine the life you do desire, and that is divinity within. That gets you out of all trouble and narrowness. That is the, the divinity, the strength and power of God within you. That's so cool to me. So, Father, we love you. We praise you. Oh, let them see who they are. That they're face-to-face. They're paradiseos. They're one with the creator. They're one with the sustainer. The power that created the universe is within them. And he's this humble thing. He's this loving creature, this loving being that has all power, all authority within him. And he says, this is how simple it is. What you do within, it'll come to pass. You don't have to be anxious about anything anymore, little flock. Because you're not held in prison by what you see with the natural senses. You can create shape, form, and bring it to pass by simply picturing what you desire. Accept it as true and go to sleep. Amen, amen, amen. If you need prayer, you can come up. But that's it.